Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live. We've got Gregory Newsom. And uh, he is an amazing, amazing guy. He's got Newsom Publishing, which is uh, relying on history in an enjoyable way. And uh, Gregory's with us today here on the telephone. Gregory, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Well, I'm a, a graphic design and artist. Um, I used to be an interior book designer for Viking Press. Uh, years back, I self-published uh, two comic books maybe 10, 15 years ago. And uh, I'm an artist, painter that has a passion for civil rights, rights and civil war, um, I guess, subjects. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this, uh, this, the, this Newson Publishing. Tell us about this. Okay, Newson Publishing uh, is a, the publishing company I started that is dedicated to uh, portraying uh, char- character-rich Civil War heroes, um, black and white. Right now, we're circling on slaves that... Uh, uh, demonstrated and shown unbelievable character as slaves, such as Jim Lewis, who was Stonewall Jackson's right-hand man. And and, and there's many other uh, Afro-Americans that uh, demonstrated such a character that uh, through history to this very day, their names are uh, written about in various formats. But it doesn't get a lot of attention um, as it should. But thank God the Internet is so revealing. And anyone now can sit down and really dig deep into a subject and find more than what the, uh, your history teacher and, and the government or whoever the powers may be are telling you. And we are, Newsom Publishing is how to unveil um, subjects like the Irish when they came here from Ireland to how they were uh, discriminated against and ostracized and and the difficulties that they're faced, not only just the Afro-American race. um, America has had a great deal of struggling to do across the lines of accepting and understanding all the uh, nationalities that make up our beautiful country. Um, but the whole thing about it is a lot of, um, a lot has been controlled by mediocre people. Um, and I, I don't know if everyone could uh, grasp the word mediocre, but uh, there's too many of those people controlling media, what we learn, what we feel passionate about, and what we buy. 
But anyway, that's another subject, and I don't want to go down that road. Too <laughs> We've got Gregory Newsom with us today. He is fantastic. And um, why are so many slaves in the thousands joining the Confederate Army? And uh, it, it is it is a uh, great great idea here with uh, with Gregory Newsom. We're talking about uh, Black Confederates and uh, things of that nature. First of all. Why did so many slaves in the uh, thousands join the Confederate Army and uh, did not sneak away and join the North Yankees? Well, there were thousands. I mean, maybe 35, maybe around that figure, slaves that uh, joined. They could have been teamsmen or, or, or cooks that joined and followed the Confederacy Army. And there were 16,000 that actually saw combat, actually uh, picked up a rifle. Um, a lot of people don't know that a lot of um, uh, slave, slaves were, uh, slave owners were black in New Orleans and Louisiana around that area. But the reason uh, I feel that, and I know for a fact, that so many didn't go to the other side is because many of them had families still on these plantations, these homesteads, and they 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 needed to make sure that they get back to them, that they had roots in the South. Uh, but it's it's really simple. Uh, I'll, I'll first I'll interject this. You gotta ask yourself, what types of Afro Americans did leave the South to go to the North? Apparently, a lot of them probably didn't have no baggage, no family that they, you know that they were concerned to leave behind. It, 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 I cannot identify the, the mentality of those individuals that went to join the North, but they had no homes, they had nothing to go back to, and they owned nothing on the other side. Now, the ones that stayed, the slaves that stayed on the Confederate side, to my opinion, were quite smart. Because, in my opinion, it's better to fight with, for the devil you do know than to go fight for the devil you don't know. So, it's just that simple to me. We've got... someone out there yes. can possibly... Go uh, ahead, Greg. Go ahead. This, this very simple uh, equation. You, and not only that, a lot of these slaves grew up with the children of the masters. Uh, they had deep emotional relationships. Um, and a lot of friendship can be bonded in a foxhole. <laughs> We're going to take a uh, so, quick quick time out here with Gregory Newsom. We've got to take a, a quick break, Greg, but when we come back, we'll have a longer segment here with you, my friend. We've got more coming up with Gregory Newsom here on ORL Famous. Chicky Welcome back to our big broadcast coast to coast and boulder to boulder all over the world wide web. Thanks for joining us today on our big program. Thanks for tuning in to the Jiggy Jaguar radio show from the KJag Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas. Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, and 1 to 4 p.m. Mountain Standard. 
And of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and radio loyalty. And our podcast is available for $5 per month at JiggyJaguar.info. Selected editions available are on iHeartRadio. 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar radio network. Our telephone number is 267-22-JIGGY. And our uh, Jiggy Jaguar radio program is brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous friends at Wingspan.com. Have you ever found yourself coming through review sites and after all that reading, you still don't know whose opinions to trust? Well, there's finally a solution to this problem that we all know too well. Wingspan.com, the trust network. It's a new site where you can connect with friends and family to share your recommendations. This can be done for everything from plumbers to accountants by simply issuing them quote-unquote trusts. Think about it. When you need help, whose opinion do you trust more? Your friends, family, or total strangers? Are you really looking for reviews, or do you simply want trusted recommendations? So stop wasting time reviewing reviewing these uh, incredible reviews and visit Wingspan today. That's Wingspan with a Y, and we'll spell it for you, www.wingspan.com. Dot com. Sign up for free, begin sharing and discovering the most trusted resources for you, your friends, and your family. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it with our first guest here on our big program. Our first guest for this hour, welcome back, Greg Newsom, with us today here on our broadcast. Long segment with Greg now. Um, why would a, a black man such as yourself from Harlem, New York, would write a pro-Confederacy book here? Well, number one, um, I was born and raised in New York and in Harlem. Okay. And I've been surrounded by racial um, uh, conflicts, finger-pointing, um, and I, I guess um, I've been like a cattle called sucked into uh, a certain belief that when you, all of us out there know when we get older, we learn better. <laughs> we learn quite a bit of how foolish uh, we might have been when we were younger. But number one, for me to do this, I have all you listeners out there that are artists, that are creative people, hopefully you can understand this. As creative people, we try to find a niche. We try to find a platform that we can use our artistic ability to be passionate about. Something that we can believe deeply in our souls. That we are, our art or our skills is meant to move this movement, this type of writing, this type of artwork. So, as a black man, let's, I was it's not having nothing to do with the black man. It's me being an artist, trying to find something that I can be passionate about, I can be sincere to, and, I, and that I can represent. Okay. The blackness comes second to me. Okay? Now, um, I have felt that, you know, through, through high school, um, all the way through education, how the finger pointing, the, 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 the portrayal of the Confederate flag is uh, something that's evil. That's something that uh, 
is associated with black bodies swinging in the wind from trees where they hung from. All of this here, me living in the north, has affected me. But what happened was, at one point in my life, I had to go and live in Jacksonville, Florida for a year. And for the life of me, I could not understand why so many black schools were named after Thomas Stonewall Jackson. But that was a long time ago. And then another thing, my own ignorance about hearing my, my, my buddies and friends accused, and even myself, pointing to some black man or somebody that's trying to uh, make it, maneuver his way through life, taking care of his family, keep it doing his business, being called an Uncle Tom, such as Malcolm X called uh, Martin Luther King an Uncle Tom. So this subject matter of race and me being in the North, I felt like, hey, um, you want to pick up a cross and carry it in the wrong territory? <laughs> Start here in New York City. Um, and this passion, uh, and plus I needed to be educated myself and learn uh, some of the things that, that go against all, all, a lot of things that was taught to me by my history teacher, by the kids or the friends that I've uh, uh, been hanging around. Um, and, of course, as a black man, that's second. I want to be a human being that can that have its feet planted and brave enough to see a right and, and, or see a wrong. And, and, and explain that it is wrong to uh, have a narrow-sided vision. It's sort of like that saying, when you point a finger at someone, remember, three fingers are pointing back at you. Um, so this is why it's, I mean, it's, 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 anyone out there that's creative know that it has nothing to do with uh, this subject matter, it had something to do with me to be passionate about something I believe in and to use the God-given talent I may have to uh, use it as a tool to portray it. We've a got answer, yes, yes. Well, we've we, we, we've got Gregory Newsom with us today, joining us on the telephone. Forty-four minutes after the hour, he joins us live. You say that you have a Confederate flag flying in the front of your house with a sign talking about the Black Confederates in Yankee Land, Newburgh, New York. Why? Well, number one, I live right around the corner from City Hall and the police department, and. Uh, I, I'm an advertising and marketing man, and like I said, I feel very passionate uh, about what I'm doing, but I strongly believe in free speech. I, am, I, I feel appalled that uh, 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 a small amount of groups can make a, a whole county take down a piece of cloth that they feel that represents uh, a bad time in America. In America. Uh, I, I, I guess that, that free speech idea that was written in the Constitution, to me, really is no joke. Um, I'm not saying that, uh, uh, that the flag 
you represent any Ku Klux Klan or racism. That's been, as far as I'm concerned, people got small groups of people, mediocre people, can easily hijack, hijack the, the real truth from, 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 from the masses. So I have it hanging in front of my house. I've had some people say, Greg, you know, uh, you, if you was white, it would be at your door, almost demanding that you take down that flag. <laughs> but they don't know what to do with you, Greg. <laughs> so, and not only that, it promotes my book about the black Confederates. Uh, I have a sign out there saying, uh, black Confederate, salute Thomas Stonewall Jackson the seed spreader for all Southern black churches, which is the truth. So that's why I have proudly in front of my house, waving in the wind over the Hudson River, a Confederate flag with a sign that states, uh, uh, am I, uh, is some seeing me as Uncle Tom? Maybe. Is some seeing me uh, off the wall? Maybe. But the whole thing about it is, if you ever do anything in life and you're really committed to it, be passionate. And I'm passionate about telling the black Confederates story. I'm extremely passionate about it to the point of hanging this uh, Confederate flag proudly, not no little flag, well, a three feet by five feet, and a large sign right one block from City Hall. So that's, uh, that's the reason why I do it. We've got Gregory Newsom with us today, joining us on the telephone. Fantastic, fantastic kicks. You say that you hope your books, the Uncle T series, do some healing and calm down the racial atmosphere that's prevalent in America. Yes, well, the, I'm well, starting with Stonewall Jackson and a few others, showed that the relationship that that many slaves had with masters or the masters of their sons or just on a black and white uh, level was more humane than you can ever think. Of course there was atrocities done. Um, um, and I just hope society realized that all great societies, all, not one, were built on slavery, built. The cornerstone was built on slavery. Um, so with that said, um, I, just, I just feel that uh, my book, which I have about five different subject matters, like the next one is about the Southerners that wanted to stay neutral. They didn't have, want nothing to do with the Civil War. And how many of them gave up their slaves the slaves still worked on these plantations. The relationships, the slave sons went off the war with their boyhood friends of the masters. It's unbelievable, beautiful stories. And I'm just hoping that this type of a series, classrooms across America, can be educating our young people about the real personal relationships that can come about from what, you know, slavery is, a, the word is bad. 
uh, the intent is bad. But there's no way that you can get away from someone that you so-called think you own that has better character than you do, ha ha has much more uh, beauty about their lives than you do. Um, and there's, there's hundreds of stories. This is an uncapped, as far as I'm concerned, market out there to portray white and black or Indian and, and white uh, that had unbelievable relationships. And, and I'm hoping that this can demonstrate that we can all live together. It, it, and that's hopefully an answer or a cause that this, my Uncle T series, which, by the way, people can go to newsonpublishing.com and get a little better idea as to why I think that my line of books can be a healing factor into, in the classrooms in, in the church study chambers where people sit down and try to understand, uh, separate the propaganda uh, so that they can really get to the truth and also feel some love. There's love. Love lives everywhere in every situation in life. And we should seek it out. We should shine a light on it. We should magnify it, not the negativity. That gets enough. Mediocre people are always pushing that. They have they, they, they have no they have no courage. They have no insight, and they are bankrupt mentally. They will never seek out the love that is prevalent. They will only seek out destruction, hatred, and let's ship them more guns. Sorry about the past. No problem. No problem. We've got a great guest with us today. Gregory Newsom joins us here on our broadcast. He joins us live. You, Gregory Newsom, mentioned a Malcolm X quote in the beginning of your book from his famous grassroots statement about the field and the house Negro slave during Civil War. Can you elaborate on what your intentions or your goal? Yes. Well, uh, if anybody ever saw the Civil, uh, the, the Malcolm X story, probably didn't, but he elaborated that that the intention of, of the they, there was a divide. This is why black people are divided. There was a field and a house Negro. The house Negro was the one closest to the master, um, and he had all the fineries in life and so forth and so on. And the field. Uh, Afro-American, worked long hours, and uh, he probably had a little more roughness around the edges than the... And he tried to portray uh, uh, a difference, like the house slave would, would turn against and, 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 and pass the maybe lies or whatever it is to elevate himself. So Malcolm X tried to show that that there's a difference, there's a DNA. And and when he spoke about it, he tried to portray that this DNA is still prevalent today. Inside every black person, there's a, there's a tiny seed or a path to them as a house or a field slave, okay? Now, I, I use this image and it's quote in the beginning of the book. 
to to try to uh, give some some type of characteristic between these two characters that I have in my book. These are two young slave twin boys, and one does work in the field, which is a fictional character character called Tyler, and and then there was one that worked in the house, which was a real life slave. He actually lived. His name is Jim Lewis. Okay. He was the right-hand man of Thomas Stonewall Jackson. But Tyler was a fictional character. But he, I, I painted him and wrote about him in the real world that slaves worked long hours in the field. They had overseers many times that were cruel. They had to get quotas to reach quotas. And uh, them being exposed to the cold, they didn't have all the great uh, amenities that a house slave might have had. Now, I I use the Malcolm X thing because he said that in his younger life, and he was very very uh, venomous about uh, the so-called white man. But as Malcolm X got a little older, and he uh, broke away from the uh, black Muslims and he went to Mecca and realized that there were white people that were Muslims and people of all colors and he started mellowing down. He started realizing he didn't say it in public but how ridiculous he might have portrayed himself in his younger years. But I never went off. Uh, I just used that as an anchor to have people think that I'm going to be giving up an answer, the the DNA of the Afro-American and which ones are still prevalent today. But as far as I'm concerned, the proper DNA of the Afro-American is, is a combination of the feel and how slave. He knows how to, uh, he might even be calling Uncle Tom, he knows how to maneuver through life. He probably has less protests and, and, and yelling and, and, and confronting police uh, with his testosterone outbreak. But, but this type of character is so important to the American society because we have this type of character sitting in the White House. This type of uh, ingenuity, clever Stay out of uh, political and and stay away from hot button issues and stay laser focused. This is the kind of uh, hopefully uh, human being I'm trying to um, uh, show in Jim Lewis. Jim Lewis, like I repeat, was a real life character that aided Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Um, hopefully. Everyone can get the idea that I was trying to add an edge. With the, now, there were black spies now. Tyler, who's a fictional character, uh, there were black spies. And when he went to fight for the North, um, he was able to be manipulated. He was taught how to handle firearms. He was taught how to handle explosives. I, I mean, he was... He felt so empowered, he started going to Broadway plays, and he was just a, a, a super 
black spot. He penetrated the South and uh, uh, got information. But he became very uppity. I mean, he became to his fellow office, union officers like a James Bond, fearless. I, I'm, he was always on a competitive edge trying to show people uh, that he, in, in the union side, that he's, he's better than them. He's superior. He's, he's got more muscle than them. And you have to read the book to find out what happens to him. But uh, um, hopefully I gave you a little bit insight as to the feel and house slaves, um, the subtleness maybe of the house slaves, the, uh, the anger that the field slave might feel, the resentment. It is, uh, my book is based on those lines, and I hope everyone will go and see the free preview at my website at Newson Publishing dot com and then you'll get a little better idea the difference between Tyler Lewis, which is a fictional character who who is portrayed as a field slave, and Jim Lewis, who's a real was actually a real character that was a right hand man to Thomas Stonewall Jackson and had the personalities and and the cleverness that if he lived today he would have beat Barack Obama hands down in, in, a, in an election. <laughs> well, Greg, I, I appreciate With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.